Welcome everyone back to another new episode of Improper Mimi. This is your host, Mimi Jacks, where we talk about things that empower women at home, work, and play. That's pretty much basically every different aspect of our lives, just about. <laughs> um, and today I'm excited because we have a guest with us and I really... Um, I'm really excited because I know that she has a great topic for her podcast. I know that she's doing a lot of different things, and I can't wait for her to share some of these with us. So, Paulette Arado, thank you for being with us today. Yay! Thanks for having me, Mimi. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think the listeners are going to have a really good time with today's episode. And why don't we get started by you introducing yourself and telling us a little about you and why you love what you do so much. Mm. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Paulette Irado. If you're if anybody out there plays crossword puzzles and the clue is Greek muse and it's five letters, it's Irado. So there you go. You just <laughs> won it crosswording. <laughs> and I am a first generation Latina who speaks a bit of Spanglish sometimes good, sometimes not well. And uh, I also just happen to be child free. So that is what my podcast is about. It's called La Vida Mas Chevere, which for your non-Spanish speaking audience means translates loosely to the most carefree life or living our best lives. And it's mm -hmm. aimed at child free Latinas because we exist, we're out here, but we're not very visible. So I'm here to shine a beacon for all my people. <laughs> yes. And I love it. And when, when I first came across you, I actually, I came across you on TikTok and I was like, Oh, I like her. She's, you know, bubbly personality, you know, cool, cool. And then I think I saw you did a post about, um, a conference that uh, I think we we're both thinking of going to. Right. And I was like, oh, I was going to go to that conference. I was like, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. The travel, the weather, everything was horrible. <sighs> and then <laughs> and then I saw you posted something about plants. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Is this my new best friend? <laughs> yes, I am your new best friend because I love travel, <laughs> podcasting, plants, and all the good things in this life. Yes, oh, so many good things in this life. So, um, and I, you know, no problemo if we want to do a little bit of Spanglish because, you know, my Spanglish is great. I mean, I haven't had that many drinks, so it may not be so great right now. But usually, you know, my Spanglish is on point. Um, Sweet. Yes, I have um, a bunch of friends, you know, and and this topic comes up sometimes, you know, the topic, you know, th that you share on your podcast about living a child-free life and in and, and, and a Latina um, community or family, like, do you feel that it's even more pronounced that are people always asking for like, <laughs> where are the kids? Donde esta las niñas? Like, where are they? Uh, you know, Mimi, I have to tell you, and I tell my podcast audiences all the time, I've been very lucky that I am not the Good. first child-free person in my family. Nice, I yeah. also apparently I'm not going to be the last because I've already heard from some <laughs> of the youngins that they're like, yeah, we don't want kids. Gen Z yeah. like is figuring it out way early. So good for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But um, I, so I don't think I had the, like the same experience as other people in child-free forums and on Facebook mm. and Facebook groups and stuff like that. Like I didn't ever feel like I had to justify it. People were just like, yeah, that's Paulette. And in fact, oh, yeah. I was at a party with my cousin over the summer, and she's like, oh, you always knew you wanted to be child-free. And I was like, huh, oh, wow. uh -huh. okay. She's like, yeah, no, I, re I remember. And we're only like two years apart. And she's like, mm -hmm. I remember when we were like 10, and you were just like, yeah, no, I'm not having kids. Well, 
<laughs> I don't remember that conversation at all. But I also don't really remember a time where I thought it would be like a fun thing to do. So I think we're yeah. all born child free. Because mm -hmm. like we're all born without kids. And I just stayed that way. Um, yeah. I think it's the least interesting thing about me, honestly. Huh. Like I think the fact that I have curly hair is way cooler. Um, but to mm -hmm. me, it is as natural as the curls out of my head and the fact that I'm right-handed. I, I feel like this is just who I am. Yeah. And, but I realize that's not necessarily the case for other people. And from mm -hmm. what I've seen and what I've heard and pe the stories people tell me, it is rough. Can be. It yeah. is rough. I mean, just, mm -hmm. just the American landscape and what's happening now with women's health and, child yeah. labor and banning books um <laughs> you know we're not we're as a society we love mothers and we love martyrs mm -hmm. we don't love women who ha are mouthy or stand up for themselves <laughs> or right. step out of the societal norms in any way shape or form and that's what i, I love doing on my podcast just yeah. just poking that bear <laughs> but at the same time, just allowing a platform for other people who look and sound like me to mm -hmm. feel safe in the fact that, yeah, we exist and there's a community out here for you. Exactly. Yeah. And and I love that, you know, kind of poking the bear, <laughs> you know, like poke the bear and run away real fast. But, you know, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a conversation that, you know, like worth having. And when it comes up, you know, not to back away and shy from. And that's one thing, you know, with Improper Mimi that um, I pretty much grew up trying to say the right thing, stay mm -hmm. on the right side of everything, you know, do as you're told, blah, 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 all that good stuff. But I mean, there's so much that, you know, we as women, our opinions, you know, matter, our desires are what we want for our own lives, you know, matter. Um, I have, I do have one daughter, one and done, you know, Denisha, love you much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and as she's getting older, you know, sometimes people are asking me like, oh, when is she? And I'm like, why are you asking me about when she's going to do this or when she's going to do that? I'm like, she's happy. She's healthy. I'm proud of her for everything that she's doing. I'm like, and I am not the one to be wanting to be. I mean, not that I don't want to be a grandma. I'll make a great grandma. And she's already told me that, you know, if and when she has kids that my mom is going to help. I'm like, whoa, what about me? Like, I'm responsible. I can help. <laughs> I just, I'm you your know, mom. I'm responsible. <laughs> exactly. You came out fine. You know, you just have to check with me because I may be traveling somewhere. I may right. not be home, you know, but, right. you know, but I, I, I can be here. I can help, you know, but yeah, it's, 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 it's empowering, I think, kind of in a way. And, and which is also, I think, um, me being drawn to you too, just, our ability to speak freely, you know, it's, it's empowering too, that in this society with the expectations on us that, yeah, you know, we can state what we want, what we don't want. And Hey, my life is, you know, just as great. I, sometimes I forget I have a kid now and I'm like, yeah, I don't have any kids. And I'm like, Oh wait, I, yeah, I do. She's just, she's old, grown. So she, she's yeah. Grown. She's grown. Yeah. And I think especially <laughs> for us as women of color, like we, mm -hmm. as long as, as we can, we should. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that it is a burden of responsibility for us, but if we have the ability and the want to do it, we should. And you and I obviously both have the want, the desire and the ability to do it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it, this is, this, it's, it, man, I, <laughs> I love being a woman 
being a woman mm. in this country can sometimes be really, really hard. I live in California, yeah. so I, you know, I count my lucky stars every single night that I had the privilege of being born here and, mm. you know, mm-hmm. certain protections are in place here that are being ripped away in other places. But yeah. oh, man, it's a rough time out there. Yeah, it really is. And even, you know, I I talk often also about burdens, not burdens, but boundaries, you know, setting up those boundaries, you know, kind of from the get go, whether it's boundaries at work, or whether it's boundaries at home, you know, with your partner or with, you know, the family or whatever, or, you know, boundaries when you're out having a good time, and you're like, Oh, wait a minute, I want to stop. Yeah, you can always stop back up, you know, and just let people know like what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Um, And so I've always had, you know, kind of that fun, you know, wacky time of, you know, exploring and trying new things and, and not, you know, being shy about it, you know, so I, you know, that and I and this probably was even before my 40s, because, you know, they say once you're 40, you're free. But yeah, I think I've always had that adventurous kind of spirit. I definitely grew into mine because there was a time mm-hmm. when I was a shy little girl. I was afraid to be seen. And I mm-hmm. I look at that little girl with so much – I feel like I went through a cathartic phase when my oldest niece uh, graduated high school and went to college because mm-hmm. she went away to school, to a private school, to a, a school with a completely different cultural makeup than she grew up in. And so we're very similar in that way. And I wrote her a book, a very short little novella. It's like 16 pages of all the things I wish I'd known at that age. And I called it Benchmarks Mm -hmm. are Bullshit. And I (laughs) felt like that helped heal the little girl who was afraid to be seen. And Mm. it just, you know, the, the 23 years of experience I'd had since she was born to that point, or, you know, the, tw- the 18 years of experience, I'm 23 years older than her. Again. <laughs> Math is hard. And she, um, mm-hmm. I was like, to be on the other side of this and to be able to pass down this wisdom is so important to me for her, but also mm-hmm. for me, because there is a part of me there that I could nurture who, because she felt so broken and alone. Because the culture mm-hmm. shock of leaving Los Angeles, moving to Philadelphia was mm. But yeah. you know what? I, I I talk about how I dropped out of the Ivy League and then ended up graduating from a state school. But all of that helped shape the Paulette that is confident in herself and comfortable right. being this person. And yeah. I like me. <laughs> Isn't that a great thing to say? Like wake up in the morning and be like, I do. I like me. Yeah. And you know what? There wasn't always a time in my life that I felt comfortable saying that even out loud, even thinking it, much less in a public forum, like in a to a microphone, right? (laughs) And I I love what you said about, you know, after your 40s, you're free. And and this is getting back to what I was saying about Gen Z. They're figuring that out earlier. Yeah. They are a oh little bit loud and they're a little bit in their like loud and wrong phase, I've heard it say, <laughs> where they're just like so <laughs> confident about what they're saying, but they're wrong. Um, uh-huh. They just haven't had the life experience yet to kind of shave off those those rougher points. But yeah. the, the, the thing about boundaries, like learning your boundaries and, and knowing how to enforce them is another yeah. big thing in, in the whole Latino realm. Because mm-hmm. our boundaries get, you know, it's very easy to be stomped on. It's, it's, we have a lot of people pleasing behavior in the culture. We have a oh, lot yeah. of sweeping shit under the rug. And am mm-hmm. I allowed to cast on your show? I'm sorry. Oh I yeah, just called improper meanie. <laughs> Mimi. <laughs> it is improper. <laughs> it's improper. So. 
Yeah. Okay. It's okay. So yeah, just <laughs> sweeping shit under the rug. And I'm like, can we stop, please? But yeah. I talk about being child free as a boundary. Like that's a boundary I'm not going to cross. Like that is mm-hmm. the measure of my self-awareness that right. I know that that path is not for me. And self-awareness is peak adulting. There as the go. kids say, the kids love to say they're <laughs> adulting. So it's yeah. peak adulting. It's like the ultimate in adulting, knowing your, like knowing your your limits. Yeah, and 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 when you say and sharing it or speaking it, that that's another big part of it because it's one thing to kind of recognize, okay, this is this is something that I will or will not talk about in my life, and this is a desire that I do or don't have. But to be able to express that to others, much, much less our families who are so influential and that we interact, well, some of us, most of us, you know, interact with them quite a lot, you know. Um, I talk about, you know, having different circles of friends. You know, you definitely have your family, but then I definitely have my, you know, my Susias, you know, from book club, but then I also (laughs) have, and yes, that is... You know, I love that read. that's what your book club is called, Let's Lucy Us. I need to get in yes. on this book club. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, there could be some pretty spicy, you know, I'm books that, that we read. I'm totally here for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. And then I have, like, some engineering friends, you know. So, you know, women in engineering, you know, um, you don't come across that often either. But, you know, we want to increase, you know, all of that, you know, STEM and science and technology and all that good stuff. Um, but having these different kind of villages or support systems around yep. you, it can be easy sometimes to compartmentalize and be like, oh, I could tell them that, but I can't tell them that. And so yeah. that freedom, you know, being able to grow up and embrace your individuality and being able to speak openly and freely about it is, is empowering. That's, that's a big growth point, I think, for people. And, and you're right. Some people are picking it up a lot sooner now. And it took, you know, it took me a while to really to embrace it, I think. So I actually was really looking forward toward, to 40. I got married when I was 38. Right. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of things later in life. I started this career later in life, later, yeah. <laughs> like at the best point of my life. Um, I know. But I got married at 38 and I was like, I can't wait to be 40 so I can just say all the shit that's in my brain. And people will just be like, yeah, that's 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 how a woman like that that age talks. But I really uh-huh. felt like I had to wait because <laughs> like at 40, that's when you become invisible and society dismisses you because now you're old. And I'm like, I have never felt younger. And you know, there's, there's a big trope that comes up with the child-free community about, you mm. know, people always place like coworkers needing time off because their kids are doing this, their kids are doing that. And being asked to work the holidays, being asked to cover the oh, shifts yeah. for people who want to spend time with their families. And I'm always thinking, I am the kid. Like <laughs> I'm the kid. I'm the yeah. kid in that equation. So like my parents want me home. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I want to be around them, hang out, like and be I close to you. I still feel like a kid. <laughs> so it's just, it's this really funny thing where I was like, so looking forward to hitting that age, you know, that threshold yeah. where like I could just speak my mind freely and it was acceptable, not re- <laughs> recognizing I could have done that at any time, um, but also just feeling like I was so immature and enjoying that. Like immature in a good way. Not that I'm like stupid and reckless, but that like, I don't have to grow up. Yeah. No, growing up is for, you know, old people. We don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I swear, sometimes I feel like my daughter is the one taking care of me. She's like, <laughs> Ma, I think, where was it? I was, I went to Colombia like earlier this year and she was like, um, are you going to send me your travel info? Like, where are you staying? I was like, huh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think I will. I'll share that with you. <laughs> you know what? To this day, I still send my mom my travel info, even when it's me and yeah. my husband. I'm like, you're our emergency contact, so thanks. Yeah, but yeah, my mom is all the way in Ohio, and she's my emergency contact too. Exactly. And vice versa, just like with your daughter, my mother went to South America last summer, and I was like, uh -huh. "Where's your travel itinerary? I need to have right." That. Like, I need to know where you are. And that's 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 a symbol of our community, right? Like you were talking mm -hmm. about these different support groups and, and systems and, and groups that you have, and and that's when you know you're in community when you care yeah. enough. And, mm -hmm. and feel supported that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, it always makes me feel good, you know, <laughs> knowing that there's someone to talk to that isn't going to judge me too much, you know, maybe a little bit, there might be a little bit of judgment there, but not judge us too much, you know. And even when you're talking about that freedom of like, oh, wanting to reach a certain age, I look at my grandmother now, you know, and God bless her, she's Oh, great. Okay. Oh, great. Now I'm going to forget how old she is. I think she's like 94 or five or something like that. Wow. Let's say 94. That's a good age, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just love her energy, love her spiciness. Okay. Love, um, talking to her and hearing, you know, her stories. And I'm like, I can't wait till I'm like in my nineties, I'm going to be like, this is, you know, I'm going to be, you know, everyone's going to be like, follow me. Let's go with uh, Monty Mimi, <laughs> you know? Oh my I goodness. So that. the family is just, yeah, it's like so much to look forward to. And, and I just appreciate, um, yeah, definitely having that, that system of family around me. Yeah. <laughs> and I know yeah. that I, you know, I, I found like groups on the internet, on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I was hearing all these stories or reading all these stories of people's coming out to their parents or their families and feeling shunned. And I was horrified um, oh, wow. mm -hmm. because I, I couldn't imagine my parents doing that to me. But that's someone's mm -hmm. real reality. That mm -hmm. That's their true lived experience. And as much as as we might feel like we're progressive and and families yeah. don't do that to each other anymore it does happen and they need support and they need they need to be able to just find us <laughs> through a google right. search or something like that right yeah they need a safe space because um you really don't know what people are going through and it could be something subtle you know that um parents say or i was listening to a podcast the other day and um, the young man had cancer and his mother brought it up every single time. She was always talking about his cancer. And he's like, I don't want that to be the conversation. Like when we're around family and that should not be the conversation that we're always having. Like, let's think about something else, you know? Um, even, you know, I was a teenage mom and so a single mom. And so a lot of times, you know, Growing up, you know, had my daughter, um, I think I was a senior in high school, and then I went to college, and then, you know, living life and everything. But that would be a question that would often come up, be like, no, I'm not married. Uh, no, I'm not divorced. Uh, yeah, I'm a single mom, and um, and I'm okay with that, you know? Like, you, hey, by any means necessary, you have to do what you got to do, and boom, bam, look at her. She's great. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, <laughs> 
providing that safe space, I think, is is really important. Um, that and it also allows other people to learn a little bit about kind of what we're going through. You know. Yeah. What yeah. I've learned is that my audience is younger than I thought they were. And <laughs> really? They are not all child free. Some mm, are parents, mm-hmm. and they're not even all Latinas, which is fine. <laughs> um, but one of my more vocal subscribers is mm-hmm. a white man with kids. And he loves to tell me how he relates everything I talk about back to him because it's all universal. Everything yeah. I talk about is universal. It's just through the child-free lens, which is a tagline mm-hmm. of my show. And yeah. I love that he can relate to it, but also he's he's soaking stuff up because there may be a day when his daughter is like, I don't want kids. And he's been right. prepared for that. My mom my favorite episode to record was with my mom and the title of the episode is a direct quote from what she said no Mm -hmm. you're not entitled to become a grandparent (laughs) (laughs) and I was so surprised to hear her say that um, because she's Mexican like she immigrated here as a very young person she was 17 Mm -hmm. years old coming here to you know take care of her family she was going to try to be try to get a job and send money back because they'd been orphaned. Yeah. And like, like <laughs> the, the things that my mother has had to overcome, wow. uh, like I, I can't give them too much thought because I will, it breaks my heart so deeply, but she's such a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. to hear her say all of these things that are completely con- contrary to what I've heard other Mexican w- women and mothers say, right. was, so I don't want to say cathartic, but like the empathy she was displaying. And I, and I think it's because she's been affected by this. Like she has seen mm. what it's like to have child-free kids. And mm-hmm. so I, it does not at all bother me that there are parents in my audience because by listening, you're possibly preparing yourself for a future without, without grandkids or, yeah. you know, a conversation with your own kids about whether or not they want to have kids and, and how it's their decision. You know, it's their reality, right. not yeah. yours. And I loved that she was like, grandparents out or parents out there, you need to hear this. You <laughs> mm-hmm. are not entitled to grandkids. And I was like, okay, well, no one is going to fight you. Exactly. Yes. Just, and it, and I it's... was like, mama bear came out, you know, it was so hilariously ironic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I did listen to that. That was a good episode. <laughs> Yes. And and even, you know, like your podcasting style and like, I've learned things from you, you know, just from even your TikTok and listening to you. I was like, oh. and I went to your website and I was like, ah, oh, that's a good, this is one of our top, you know, episodes. I'm like, that's a good idea. You should totally put it out there that well, other people like this. You probably will too. <laughs> you know, I stole that tactic from someone else. So please feel free. <laughs> I will. I'm going to do it. (laughs) All these best practices we can share with one another. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's what I do all, you know, like most of the days I'm like working, I'm coming up with a new process, I'm implementing it. I'm like, well, this could be better. I'm like, well, let me implement that on my own life too. Yeah. 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 And, and even with your podcast, so you've gone through some like major rebranding lately, you know? That just this is happened. getting a little techie. Yeah. So it's, it's still very like, it's, it's still etched in memory. I can't wait until <laughs> I've forgotten all about it. Um, right. So yeah, yeah. So 
the original premise of my show, so like how I introduced myself as being like, you know, Erato is a muse. She's the muse of uh, erotic poetry. <laughs> so maybe Les Yes will, will enjoy that. Um, yeah. So I woke up one day and just was like, it felt like a missile passed through me. And I, I had this idea that everyone is creative and it is my job here on earth to ensure everybody knows that. <laughs> to rediscover their creativity. So I, I launched the podcast with the intention mm -hmm. of helping Latinas find confidence through their creativity. But first mm -hmm. it was convincing them that they were creative. So that was a whole first season. Yeah. And then the second season, I wanted to focus more on the child-free part of, of the equation because I, I, I niched down. They keep telling you in, when you go to <laughs> podcasting school, which is the internet, to niche right. down, niche down, niche down. I'm like, all right, Latinas... Latinas over 40, child-free Latinas. No one's talking to them. Hey. <laughs> so I was like, let's find, let's help child-free Latinas find their confidence through creativity. Great. Yeah. So the second season I was like, okay, let's focus more on the child-free Latina part as opposed to the creativity mm -hmm. part. And we'll model confidence through all of these stories, these interviews I had would show, right? Yeah. And then the name st stopped making sense because I really mm. leaned in hard to the child-free Latina part. And I had so much fun conducting these interviews. These women that I spoke to, I found in all corners of the world, I found one lady on TikTok, <laughs> just uh -huh. like you found me. I slipped into her DMs. <laughs> it was great. It works. And it, it, it does work. It, it's my top rated episode of all time. It is. It has the most downloads by like 10 times the other one. Oh, wow. But we had such a great conversation and mm -hmm. and everyone just represented a different model of behavior and way to be a child-free Latina, right? Yeah. And, and, and it was so much fun. And I was like, well, this is what I need to do. It, mm -hmm. It's the child-free Latina part that needs the more, more attention as opposed mm -hmm. to the confidence and creativity. That'll all come in time. So the podcast conference you were talking about in Florida I, you know, you talk about your podcast all the time and you have to explain what it's about. And if the title doesn't make sense, that becomes really awkward. So for mm. three, four solid days, I'm talking about my podcast and people are like, but how does that tie to child-free Latinas? Like no one said that to me explicitly because mm -hmm. I would jump in with a really good elevator pitch explanation yeah. right away. But I, I felt it. Like I felt it becoming increasingly awkward. I was like, I've got to change this damn name. <laughs> so I came home. Yeah, And I'm like, what am I going to do? Because everything, all of my socials, the website, mm -hmm. everything was tied to the title, The Maker Muse. So yeah. I came up with this name in a strategy session with some other podcasters. And it was, again, one of those lightning rod moments where like I got chills. And I was yeah. like, la vida más chévere. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it right there. Because now I say it to other Spanish speakers, they immediately can understand what, what I'm talking about. Living right. your best life through the child-free lens. And it, yeah. it like makes total sense. Cool. Yeah. So I no longer feel awkward about that. <laughs> but also I realized that part of the confidence that one needs in this life doesn't just have to come from creativity, but there's, mm. there's so many ways to approach it. And while I still feel firmly believe that every single person on this planet is able to be creative, even if they mm -hmm. can't draw. <laughs> I, I, the child-free Latina portion of 
the equation just became so important. The response yeah. that I was getting from people were like, I need more of this. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. well, let's pivot. So yeah. the rebrand has been fun. Yeah. Slowly but surely everything's coming together. Yeah. I love it. You know, and, and even, um, taking that leap of, because I mean, listen, you guys listen to us and you hear us having lots of fun and everything, but it can be stressful or nerve wracking to consider, uh, full change, a rebrand, like even switching, you know, we're going to get a little podcasty here, <laughs> but even like switching your host, you know, like where, um, your episodes and where your stuff is hosted, switching to a new provider, you're worried like, Oh, I'm going to lose listeners. Are they going to follow me? Can they find me? Like, you know, so you think about all these things before making a change. And, um, yeah, you survived, you know, you look good, you know, you, you made <laughs> it happen. <laughs> I, am. Um, I'm, 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 I'm loving it and I'm loving being able to talk about the rebrand and surviving it. It like, I, yeah. it was, it was nowhere near as hard as I made it out to be in my own head. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, like probably the smartest thing I did, like no one told me to do this. I was like, I don't want to lose the very few listeners I have. I kept the same feed. Like mm, I just changed mm -hmm. the artwork. I also had to change yeah. the URLs to point to it and all of that, but that was the easiest part. So I didn't yeah. have to start fresh somewhere else. I just, I was like, okay, well today we're changing the name of this. And I had had <laughs> some, a couple of episodes where I was like, hey, so this title is going to be changing and here's the working title now. And then it was like, yeah. big announcement. The new name yeah. is this. So now everybody and that's knows. that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, make an announcement, make it something that people are hearing, they're seeing, that they're like, oh, yeah, this is coming up. Oh, I just have to follow this instead of that. No problem. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So they can still keep with you. I had, oh. um, I had five weeks between coming home from Florida, from that conference, and going to the next conference in Vegas. And I was like, I got to oh make it happen before the next one. And, and yeah, that was super stressful. But it worked yeah. because everybody I talked to at the second conference understood exactly what I was saying. And because that. we're checking out each other's podcasts in real time, my numbers jumped. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, I did something smart without even realizing it. <laughs> like, it worked. Yes. Oh, yeah. So goodness. if you're going to rebrand, do it right before a conference. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> And and I don't know if you can see, your ah. yours can see my shirt. It says Boricua and Bougie. Yes, Boricua. Um, yeah, I'm I'm representing a, a Puerto Rican chef I follow on Instagram, and Ooh. so this is her shirt. And when I saw it, I was like, I gotta have that because one of my neighbors called me Bougie, <laughs> and I was like, should I be offended, or should I be like, thank you? So no, I took that's it. like I I try yeah. to see like the best in people. This is like my new thing I'm working on this year. I try to approach people and the weird shit they might say with the most kindness mm -hmm. and give them the biggest benefit of the doubt. I was like, she meant that right. as a compliment. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Like, and even right. if she didn't, in my mm -hmm. brain, it's a compliment. So when I saw this shirt, I was like, oh, so perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on my rich auntie status, you know, so. Oh, yeah. That's what I oh, yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot yeah. of financial planning in this family of ours. <laughs> hey, another important topic that, you know, would definitely is coming up with an improper meme. We're talking about finances, talking about the child-free life, talking about, you know, just 
whole body positivity, you know, like all kind of things for everyone to, to check out and listen to coming up. Oh, wow. So yeah, so I mean, we could probably keep going on forever. I know like we're just having a good old time to end up here and sharing like some of our our tips and tricks of life and beliefs and, you know, just um, things that we love and that we love to share. Um, so, but before we go, I do want to ask you, you know, maybe what is one misconception, like some improper, you know, thought that people may have had about you or your podcast or your business or anything like that? There's this really weird, there's this really terrible idea that Mm. child-free people hate children. I actually have assembled a panel of women to discuss this, both mothers and child-free women, to discuss mm-hmm. this idea and like where where this originated from. Because I think it's that that kind of black and white thinking is very dangerous. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are I'm not I'm, we're not a monolith. <laughs> like all child-free people are not the same. Sure, some yeah. child-free. I didn't people even hate like kids. kids before I had one. Some right. parents yeah. hate kids. <laughs> I've heard there are way too many parents say things like, "I like my kids," but. Everybody else's I hate. I'm like, okay, fine. So it's I just that is that is the worst misconception I think of just mm. child free people in general. Like we don't all hate yeah. kids. Like I would say that 99.17 of us do not. Yeah. <laughs> so where where did that come from? Right. So I I did a podcast episode about how it's okay to be child free and how mm-hmm. trying to change the media narrative around people without children is daunting, but it has to be done because in Disney movies, for example, the villain Mm. is always a child-free person. The sea witch, Mm. Ursula, and the Little Mermaid, Cruella de Vil, Scar Mm. (laughs) in The Lion King, like... (laughs) They never, they don't have children and they're always, or the, the wicked stepmother, Maleficent, mm. the wicked queen, mm-hmm. she, like that's what we're feeding to children. So it starts yeah. very, very early that child-free mm-hmm. people are dangerous and they hate kids and all these other horrible things that are just not true. So right. that, that, yeah. that's my fight. that's the hill we're gonna die on be like listen that is not true and we're here to dispel the myth like i don't love seeing kids (laughs) hanging out in breweries but the most i'm gonna do is roll my eyes i'm not gonna be like oh those are horrible parents like whatever i need to have a few beers and leave yeah and that's a and we're gonna stay in our lane and that's what we'll do and you just keep yours over there and enjoy your night out Oh, now, do you have any um, projects or events that are coming up that we want to share with people? I mean, we already talked about like the rebranding, the launch, yeah. and I want everyone to definitely be able to find you. But do you have any other like things that you want to share with people? You know, right now in 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 the the rebranding phase, the post rebranding phase, phase, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just about helping people find it. So thank yeah. you for having me on and exposing me to your audience or your audience to Definitely. me so that they can go check it out. I'd love a couple of more downloads every week. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, I'm not, I'm not planning anything um, 
big anytime soon. Like I did mention, yeah. Benchmarks are Bullshit is for sale. I can leave a little <laughs> discount code for your audience if they would like to uh, yeah. if they would like a copy. It is aimed at the 18-year-old going off to college for the first time. But again, what yeah. I talk about is universal. So I've right. had friends who are in their 40s and 50s and be like, oh, yeah, I needed that reminder. <laughs> so that's right. I'll make that available if anybody would like a copy of that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'm sure everyone would appreciate it. Yeah, I know that a lot of the things we talk about are, you know, they're relatable, whether you're the exact same as me or the exact opposite of me. It is relatable because it's something that everyone should learn about and be able to express and feel comfortable in doing so. So I love it. I am totally here for La Vida Más Chevre. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mimi. This has been a riot. This has been so much fun. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, hopefully we will be able to meet in person one day. But, you know, like until then, we'll be on the tickety talk taking care of our plants and our families and, you know, just sharing those experiences. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And Paulette, how can people find you? Donde estas? (laughs) So part of the rebrand was simplifying my identity online. I can mm-hmm. be found as Paulette Erato everywhere, pauletterado.com, at yeah. Paulette Arado on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Paulette Arado. Paulette Arado. <laughs> <laughs> I am Paulette Arado today, and I'll be Paulette Arado tomorrow, and that is where you can find our wonderful guests from today. Paulette, thank you so much for being here and You're for sharing welcome. with us. <laughs> thank you so and- much. Yes, definitely. And everyone else, I'm like, listen, so glad that you joined us today. And remember, be sure to share this episode with your friends, your family, anyone who you think would enjoy this wonderful time that we had today. And as always, I want to keep encouraging everyone to keep sharing your stories. We love those black and brown stories and the stories of women and our families and, you know, and our jobs and our accomplishments. And we're awesome. So just keep telling all your stories you know don't tell all your business you know it may not be proper but you know just keep sharing your stories and your good times thanks everyone